the awakening. Many were the souls that swept past me, their screams like a vast orchestra of terror. They were flying, most of them, but there was no joy in their flight, only anguish and dread. I realized I too was mid-air, my soul also consumed with terror. And then, that I was dead. We were all dead. Some terrible event had occurred to set us all adrift at once, dislocated spirits, suddenly removed from all we knew and loved, even our reassuring contact with the earth. Yet even in this state of limbo, untethered to hope, love or connection, I began to sense all was not lost, that we were not forever doomed to languish in agony of soul. Some screamed still, but others, as I, began to settle and become quiet. We were waiting, and as the lamentations abated, they were replaced by a sound like rushing waters, accompanied by something like a warm breeze that brought comfort as a golden glow began to permeate the gloom. By now, all voices had ceased, and each of us became still, floating in air. Then the glow brightened, until it became almost too bright to behold. A flash of gold, and I found myself facing a great winged being so dazzling that I felt I would be consumed in his fire. But when our eyes met, he immediately slipped into another state. His wings folded, and he became an outline in the whiteness, a moving sketch in ink, who seemed to sit before me. By now, all awareness of others was gone, and he and I sat face to face as in private meeting. But when he opened his mouth to speak, such a deafening roar came forth that once again I was put to terror. I motioned to scream myself, but no sound came forth. Then the apparition, seeming almost as alarmed at the sound of his own voice as I, immediately put his hand to his mouth. Sorry about that, he said. I'm new at this. His voice was deep, human, somehow reassuring, yet I was still too shocked to reply. Allow me to introduce myself, he continued. I am Uriel. I stand in the presence of God. At this, I took a deep breath as relief flooded my soul, and it was the first time since, since what shall I call it, my transmutation, my passage into another state of being, that I even became aware that I had breath to breathe. I, I, I... Yes, what you've experienced does tend to render mortals speechless at first, but I dare say you'll get the hang of it. You're Uriel? Yes. I've heard of you. Aren't you Regent of the Sun? But you said you're new at this, so this is the first time you've... Conveyed, we call it. Conveyed? What does that mean? Well, the battlefront's been a bit quiet of late. Not that the war in heaven is any less intense, mind you. It's just that there's a lot more subtle stuff going on at the moment. Intelligence gathering, espionage, that sort of thing. So I thought I'd give conveyance a go. I've gone through all the training and made sure to fold my wings away when I approached you, become more human-like, and veil the fire glow. It's just my voice I forgot to change, and gave us both a fright. Again, please excuse. Um, I still don't know what conveyance is. Ah, yes, well, conveyance is when we come to souls newly released from their bodies. Newly released from their bodies? So I am dead. 
Mm, said the angel, tilting his hand from side to side in a gesture of equivocation. Your condition remains to be resolved, but in any case, you have nothing to fear. I see. No, you don't. Not really. But you will. So what happens now? First, I need to introduce you to someone. With that, I heard beautiful birdsong, followed by the sudden appearance of a little robin, russet of breast, tawny of tail and wings, who flew to some vaguely discernible perch between me and the angel. Oh, if I could describe his melody. So rich, so complex, so virtuous, but most of all, calming and reassuring. I had seen this little fellow often in my countryside walks in England and in its hedgerows and gardens, his presence always welcoming, always gladdening my heart. I had ever delighted in his song, but now I could discern its meaning, which I will endeavour to set down here, however imperfectly. I am thy messenger, and always was, watched over you from heaven and on earth prepared the way for you from first to last, and I was there to celebrate your birth. Taking my lead from his manner of speech, I replied, What is thy name? You know my name, for it is yours, honoured and celebrated in your epic verse. I gasped. I dared to hope it would be you, who heard the prophet in a former age, an age of wickedness, as is this one, with new atrocity on history's page. Of such atrocity I come to speak, an intercessor now divinely sent to counter mankind's fear and greed and hate, all creatures of the earth I represent. Soon shall my kind from tree branch disappear, no longer shall our song herald God's call, birds, beasts and butterflies from briar to brook, man will not stop, till he has slaughtered all. I breathed a deep sigh of resignation. I knew his message to be true, the forces of destruction to be relentless and implacable, even slowing them down a superhuman challenge, let alone stopping them or repairing the devastation left in their rapacious wake. Heavy my heart to hear these dismal tidings, that man's defilement of land, air and sea shall so persist as to extinguish hope, its dimming flames snuffed out eternally. But, man of God, this is not writ in stone. If you and others like you overcome the earthly powers now wielding their destruction, the will of God on earth may yet be done. But it appears that I have left this earth. I counted that my soul from bodies split. How then may I bring heaven's will to earth without the vehicle to channel it? Now the robin turned to Uriel, who all this while had listened in silence to our conversation. The angel interjected, It's up to you now. I am come to give you three choices. In an instant, I could summon a chariot of fire to take you heavenward and to the eternal realms. Or, with your namesake, you could fly the skies above the earth and gladden receptive hearts. Or, your third choice, to return to earth as your mortal self and enact the mission just described. In any case, you will be beloved and blessed of the Eternal Father, and your choice today can neither increase nor diminish that. Uriel now nodded to the robin, 
who, taking his cue, flew out of our circle, piping new melodies as he left, and once more I was alone with the angel, to whom I thought aloud, It is better to be with the Lord by far, to follow in Elijah's wake to heaven immediately, or take to wing with the robin and go on a great adventure. But in either case I'd leave behind such a scene of devastation. I love this world and all its beauty, and though a better world awaits, I cannot abandon it now. I must go back. Then be it so, said the angel. He immediately transformed, his eyes blazing like fire, a flash of gold again, but just as instantly he disappeared, whereupon I found myself lying on a windswept heath, staring up at a pale sky. I touched my chest to verify that I was man and flesh, tangible again, therein a beating heart. Shakily I got to my feet, and saw that others were beginning to stir around me. Though they were obviously bewildered, I detected in their demeanour a quiet resolve. I knew instinctively that they had just experienced a revelation similar to mine. In silence we walked toward each other, until we were a small group. I looked upon their faces. For heaven and earth? I said. For heaven and earth! They all replied. And it was so.